0: Welcome to Open Minded Healing, where the topic is alternative health. We will be having conversations with the practitioners that offer a variety of alternative healing modalities, as well as everyday people who have recovered their health outside of the MD's office. Join us with an open mind for conversations that may provide solutions to healing your own body on a mental, physical, and spiritual level. I'm Marla Miller, let's begin. Welcome everyone. Today my guest is Kristen Alexander. Kristen is a holistic plant-based chef, transformational life coach, sacred plant immersion facilitator, herbalist, and world traveler. In last week's episode, Kristen and I discussed how she's learned to follow her intuition and was first introduced to plant medicine. We talked about how she has learned to communicate with the plants and how it has led her on a path of profound healing and purpose. If you did not get a chance to listen to part one of Kristen's conversation, I highly recommend doing so. Kristen will be elaborating on what happened directly after she sat with ayahuasca in her first plant medicine ceremony. Enjoy.
1: I integrated the ceremony for about seven months before I sat with her again.
0: So during that seven months, were you staying in Bali? So
1: shortly after that ceremony, I left Bali and I was in California again. I was traveling. I had a big Winnebago and, you know, just traveling (laughs) around the West coast, kind of like you, you know, (laughs) and I just came back from Burning Man and I'm in San Francisco and, you know, I'm just living this life of, I don't know where I'm going to go, but I know that it'll take me somewhere, you know, and I really went to the extreme of like, I'm going to listen to my intuition and heart, you know? And so, Yeah. yeah, I was in San Francisco and all of a sudden I felt the call. She came into my field and was like, it's time for you to sit again. And then I'm like, okay, like, who am I going to sit with? Where? Like, There was no other guidance. It was just, you need to sit. So I emailed the last person that I sat with and I was also low on funds and was like, hey, I feel a call to sit. Can I offer an exchange? I'm a chef. I can cook for your retreat. And funny enough, they were coming to California. They were having a ceremony in two weeks And they needed a chef. (laughs) Wow. A very big synchronicity there. Huge synchronicity where I was like, okay, this is real. This is a real thing. And the voice of ayahuasca is very strong within me. And so every time things like that happen, I just gain more and more trust yeah. The voice of her. So that led me into a few more ceremonies with them of very powerful, profound initiations and just healings and transformations. There was a ceremony where she put her energy to my neck. And was showing me how painful my neck was. I had this really bad habit of cracking my neck multiple times a day, ever since I could remember. And she put her energy in and then amplified the pain that was happening in my neck. And then she showed me a vision of my past life. And the vision was that I got my head cut off in a past life. Oh, now. I think this is one of the ways that plants communicate with us, which is through showing us these visions and that no matter how uncomfortable the visions might be, it's all a communication up for interpretation. So the more that I've been able to embody that, the more I can sit with these sort of uncomfortable visions and really feel into like, what is she telling me? What is she trying to show me? So she showed me that vision and I got to heal that part of my past life. And ever since then, the habit has been gone. And then the next day after the ceremony, I went and got a neck
0: massage. (laughs) Oh, nice. She deserved Um, it after that.
1: (laughs) But, you know, another powerful experience in one of those ceremonies was that she gave me guidance on my path, my purpose in life. You know, I went from cooking to yachts to cooking for retreats because it was more aligned with my lifestyle. Yeah. And I asked her, I was like, gosh, you know, I, I work with a lot of medicines, you know, with food. It's like carrots and leeks and cabbage and greens and cilantro. You know, that's it's a lot of medicine to right. conglomerate together and create a combination of medicines. And I was like, can I just work with like one medicine? You know, can I just work with like turmeric for the rest of my life and just like focus <laughs> on the one medicine? And she very slowly and profoundly. profoundly. Profoundly said, No, Kristen, you need to learn all of the medicines. And it touched every cell of my being. Just hearing that with how open I was just shifted so much within me. And it was like she was telling me not just all medicines that we might know of, you know, like plants and food and things like that, but literally everything as medicine. Like how can even pharmaceuticals be medicine? How can our thoughts be medicine? How can literally everything in life, depending on the dosage and the frequency of it, how can even alcohol be medicine? You know, I found my medicine in alcohol through making tinctures. And that became my medicine. So that is what she was sharing with me. And so after that ceremony, that's when I signed up for an herbalism course. Because through her guidance, as my teacher, my elder, and my guide, if she wants me to learn all the medicines, then I should start with the plants. (laughs) Because that's my pull. You know, that's my heart's pulling. So I signed up for an herbalism course. And basically, that was the seed for my business, for all the offerings that I have now. Because I started learning. How do I work with all the medicines? And it's going to be a lifelong practice for me.
0: I love the whole journey, seeing it from when you were little to all the way up to now and how everything just came together when you were ready for it. So I do have a quick question because I'm fascinated by the past life vision. You said that it can be interpreted different ways. So the head being cut off, how did you interpret that? What did you think the message was?
1: because she was amplifying the pain that was in my neck that I wasn't fully aware of in just like normal, you know, not being amplified with psychedelic medicine. I didn't realize how in pain my neck was. Uh, the way I interpret it was we carry past life traumas into our body. So this is what it, this was. So she was showing me a past life trauma I had that came into my new waking life in this body and I'm still carrying it. And so she offered me that opportunity to heal that past life trauma of mine and it just shifted. It immediately took this habit away of cracking my neck all the time. There's some habits and patterns that people have that are not of this life that we carry, maybe even through the bloodline, you know, there are some habits and patterns that we have that came from our mother's line that came from our grandmother or our great, great, great grandmother. And we have no idea. It's just there. And so yeah. this is part of the reason why working with these very intelligent plants, these very high conscious plants, we can dive a lot deeper into ourselves to trim the branches and pull out the weeds of pain and suffering, of trauma, and plant new seeds to create a new inner garden within ourself, within our mind, within our heart, within our body, I always use that analogy because it is it's the teachings of Gaia. You know, you go outside and you have a garden and it's like, what do you want to plant? How do you want what's going to grow to be beneficial for your health and well being and your longevity and your life and your mental health? And we get to choose what we plant within ourselves. And we can all we also have the ability to uproot the weeds that are just taking up space.
0: Yeah, it's fascinating to me. So at this point, you take on the world of healing medicine in every capacity. So that's a lifelong journey, I'm assuming. There's always more, I'm sure, to learn. So where did that journey take you? You said you took an herbalism course. Mm -hmm. And then how did that progress?
1: Yeah. So I have been studying with Sager Popham now for like five years and it's just been a massively transformational experience. And he really eloquently creates a wonderful structure container to really understand the foundations for how to work with plants and in a way where then you can take that foundation and you can put it into other areas of your life and you can put it into any plant that you're working with. And that's just what I love about his teaching. So I highly recommend his his courses. They're online. And then, of course, my experiential learning, um, not just reading the books and taking the courses, but then working with the plants every single day, you know, drinking them every day. After those ceremonies, I had a vision that I was in the jungle. And so I booked a flight, signed up for a retreat, and I went to Peru. So... Uh, <laughs> I uh, started working with her. I felt like I also wanted to offer my gratitude to what she has given me already and go to her home in the jungle and really give my gratitude in that way of taking the time and energy to go all the way to her home to say thank you and to continue forming a relationship with her. So I did that and another great synchronicity story in one of those early ceremonies she was asking me like I can manifest anything in my life what do you want I couldn't fully answer that question for her right then and there. But one of the things I said was like, I want to live in a tree house. That'd be awesome. So (laughs) when I was in Peru, after the retreat was over, I gave myself a month and a half there. The retreat was 16 days. Again, my intuition was telling me you need to stay in Peru a lot longer than just the retreat. I had no idea what that was. I was just like, okay, month and a half. Sounds like plenty of time. Yeah. So after that retreat, she told me that I needed to do a dieta. I didn't really know what that was, what that entailed. Again, just her guidance that I trust. And I was like, okay, where do you want me to do that? And one day I was in the Sacred Valley. I woke up in the morning and she said, go to the market. There's going to be a man there that you need to speak to. <laughs> I think a lot of people would think I'm crazy at this point. Like what? <laughs> this plan is telling you to do these things. But it's so real for me that I can trust that. So I did that. I'm in the market. I'm looking around. And all of a sudden I see this guy walk around the corner. And it was just like this immediate, that is who I need to talk to. So I went up to him and I was like, I don't know who you are, but I want to get to know you. What's your name? Where do you come from? And he was like, I just came out of the jungle. I just did a dieta at this place called Novalis. And I was like, that's the information that I (laughs) needed. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. And guess what? I was like, tell me about this place. He said, oh yeah, well, they have these amazing tree houses. (laughs) So that's when I was like, wow. This is the place that I need to go to. Yeah. So, so I went to Novalos and I started doing dietas there.
0: Now, which, what is a dieta?
1: So uh, a dieta is, oh man, there's so much that goes into a dieta. But basically, it's it's kind of like going on, on a monogamous getaway with a plant for a period of time. What I mean by monogamous getaway is the focus is driven on forming a relationship with a plant. So there's these certain protocols and there's a certain diet and you basically sensitize yourself to many levels. You isolate yourself so that there's no other energies distracting you or shifting your energy so that you can solely focus on that one plant you're basically doing like a, a, a light fast while you're quote unquote dieting the plant because from an energetic level, all of these things shift our energy and our frequency And can also distract us. So of course, you know, there's no phones and dietas are cross cultural. There's so many cultures around the world that go on these plant diets. But I've been called to go to Peru and learn the more traditional Amazonian dietas. And I still haven't done the full traditional dieta, which is months and maybe even years of preparation of courting a plant before you even drink the plant. Yeah. So you basically go and the opening of the dieta and the closing of the dieta with ayahuasca, she's known as like the queen of the jungle. She's like the master plant that sort of um, guides all the other master plants. And so she opens and closes those diets. And within that time frame, you are isolated in a tombo, which is basically like an open wooden hut in the middle of the jungle And you're pretty much just eating rice and potatoes and you're drinking the plant medicine that you're working with in all the different ways and forming a relationship with them. And uh, it can also lead to profound healing, a profound transformation, because when you're so sensitive and you have no distractions, but you, the jungle and the plant that you're working with the plant can go deeper into your cells and all the way into the DNA level and can activate universal intelligence that lies within the body and that can lead to deep embodied body transformation, which I share from my own personal experience. I've done dietas where there's things I've been trying to heal for years and years that no pharmaceutical could heal, no antibiotic could heal. And then I do a dieta with a plant and within a week, boom, completely healed and gone. So I've had many transformational experiences doing these diets that
0: I'm want to share with everybody. Can you give an example of something you've been able to heal?
1: Yeah, so I have done a dieta with cat's claw, which is a master plant in the jungle that is a very, very powerful plant that can heal cancer, is very antimicrobial, antibacterial. It's known as the Jaguar spirit basically it prowls within the body and whatever pathogens are not supposed to be in the body, it moves it out. And so that's why, you know, this medicine can go to the DNA, to the RNA level, if you give it space for that, and that's how it can heal cancer. So for me, when I dieted the plant, I had an ear issue and I think it was like a fungal thing. I don't know, but... There were moments when I would clean my ear out and like black would come out and I was been trying to heal this thing for four years. I tried antibiotics. I tried pharmaceuticals, going to the doctor and it wouldn't go away for years by the time I got to the jungle it was so bad that I couldn't even put my head under water because it would aggravate my ear. And so when I sat in ceremony, you know, I didn't know who I was gonna diet, but I asked the medicine, I asked grandmother, like, who should I diet? And she said, you need to diet cat's claw. And she gave me the whole protocol. She's like, and you need to drink um, yucca water the whole time. So no eating food. I just need to drink yucca water and drink. I, I, I don't know. I think it was like two liters of cat's claw a day, which is a lot of medicine. It's a very high dose of cat's claw, fresh, fresh cat's claw bark. So of course, cause she's my guide, my elder, my teacher, I say, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I did that for a week and in dietas sometimes people offer plant baths and the beginning of the dieta I couldn't put my head underwater at the end of the dieta I could put my head underwater and it was completely healed and it has never come back ever since oh my so, gosh That is just one example that I can share. And, you know, these are all very profound medicine stories for me that I I really don't share very often because there is a potency within the story, but... You know, I feel guided to start sharing these experiences because there's uh, many different epidemics going on in the world. And it's important that I share how powerful the plants are and how intelligent they are. And, um, you know, I've been working with the Shipibo indigenous down there who have been just offering me some really, really potent space to go this deep into my healing journey.
0: That's amazing. So you are totally tuned in. I mean, it's clear by your stories and the synchronicities and every direction your life has taken. What would you tell someone, you know, that's really interested in plant medicine or wants to do ayahuasca? Would you caution them about anything in particular? And what would be your encouragement to do it?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Because the reality of the situation now with ayahuasca is that there are a lot of people serving that medicine. And on the one hand, her intelligence is really going out into the world. Because uh, let's be honest, plant medicines are middle world spirits and humans are middle world spirits. And anything that's a middle world spirit always has an agenda of their own. We all have an agenda. doesn't mean that's a bad thing, but it is something real. And so, you know, Ayahuasca, she has her agenda for sure. And clearly she wants to be out in the world more for good reason. I think we all need a lot of her healing. And also in my own experience through her being served by... so many people, I think it's very, not just important, but imperative to cultivate discernment. I see discernment as the balance between on one spectrum, there's judgment. And then on the other spectrum, there's just no boundaries. You're always saying yes to everything. And discernment is like the middle point of that, of like, what feels right for me? And how can I just say yes to that or say no to that without judgment? Like, no, that, that doesn't feel right for me. You know, yeah. so cultivating discernment, I think, is very important. Um, the other thing is get curious. There are a lot of people serving the medicine. And even on a personal level, I have had traumatic experiences with sitting people that are actually not there for my optimum health and well being. And so getting curious, asking the facilitator, who have you learned from? Where does the medicine come from? What is in the medicine? I mean, there's people that are putting all sorts of things in the medicine and people don't even know, you know, like, where did the medicine come from? What is your skill set? Like, I encourage people to ask questions and also ask for references. So to see, like, okay, what have other people's experiences been like sitting with this person? So I highly recommend that so that people can navigate these spaces with more ease and inevitably, you know, feel more safe because I think that's really the foundation for these spaces is how safe is it?
0: Yeah. Now, if someone goes, because I've heard of different people having different experiences with ayahuasca, like some get a profound message or really beautiful images or colors or everything is vibrant. And then other people who had a really dark type of experience... Do you know why that would be? Is it how you prepare your body beforehand? Is it based on where you're at in life?
1: Yeah, so that could go in so many different directions. And it it all just depends on every person. Because like I said, we're all we all have a universe within ourselves. And so for somebody, it could be like it was a dark ceremony. You know, maybe somebody was doing like black magic on them, or maybe they were going through the dark night of their soul and they had to go through that experience to get to the other side and that's why for me the foundation of just the way I navigate my entire life is through feeling sense going back into my body there's a lot of spiritual practices that have that up and out experience but for me my daily practice is how can I actually go down and in into the universe that lies within this body. Cause this is where I'm going to get all of my answers and I can feel into what feels right and what doesn't feel right. And I think it's a really massive tool set to have just in life in general. So, you know, the interpretation of everybody's experiences can go in many different ways. And um, that's why I love doing dream practices, learning the dream space and learning how to interpret your dream space is important within shamanic practices. Cause I mean, let's be honest, we spend a third of our lives dreaming and sleeping. So that's a very important communication there at the universe. And the more that we can learn the dream space, the more we can actually feel more confident in interpreting the visions that we receive. because the dreams come from the body secreting DMT, And one of the medicines in ayahuasca, she's actually two medicines, ayahuasca and chacruna. And chacruna has DMT in it. So the visions come from the chacruna. So in a sense, you could say that these visions are, is kind of like a dream and it's left for interpretation so that that's a big reason why i have been doing dream interpretation for some years now and that's also a way that the plants can communicate with us in our dream world so i do offer you know dream interpretation for people um this is something that ayahuasca has guided me to cultivate within my services is really setting people up and prepping people's emotional mental physical and spiritual body to receive her on a deeper level in my own experience you know if i eating pizza and doing all these things. And then I sit in an ayahuasca ceremony. She's going to have to move through all of that stuff to get to a deeper level. But if all of that stuff is already removed, she can just get straight to the deeper part of like, all right, let's do some work. So, uh, the diet leading up to ceremony is very important. Where is our mental health at leading up to ceremony? And just giving spaciousness to, again, go down and in and come inside of the body and get really clear with your intention because the intention means everything. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so true. Even the way people say words, you know, it's the intention behind it, not how letters are put together.
1: I was just going to say, and it, it becomes a blueprint of the journey. You know, there was one time when I was like, I want to experience bliss and joy. And my whole journey was experiencing the depths of depression and sadness. Cause so I wasn't clear with my intention, but she was like, okay, well, if that's what you want to experience, And you need to get to know these energies more because, you know, how do we know what happiness is like if we don't feel sadness? So she's tricky like that sometimes. I was like, (laughs) okay, lesson learned. Now I know what depression and sad, I have a deeper relationship with those energies now, which will actually allow me to also form a deeper relationship with bliss and joy.
0: And also keep my intentions to myself sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, and
1: also get a little bit more clear with my intentions.
0: (laughs) So now, with all this knowledge and how far you've come, what you're doing now, you've explained some of it. You do dream interpretation for people you also are a chef and provide not only healthy food, but it's truly nourishing and healing food for people, Mm -hmm. right? And I can attest to that because at that retreat I went to and you were the chef, the food you provided really was not like any other I've had I mean, and I've tried different types of food as far as I always try and eat healthy and I eat gluten-free and no grains and things like that for autoimmune, but yours, I just felt so connected to the food for some reason. I'm still like trying to figure out why. And your drinks that you create, I bought and I drink those now every morning, like the cacao drink. And you also have like a chai tea and a turmeric drink, like a golden, golden rose milk. Yeah. And they just have kind of changed something within me. And it seems almost too simple, like that, you know, a drink... Could change the way that you eat or I mean, I feel completely satisfied. I don't have desserts anymore or snacks. I don't know if it's a combination of it's, you know, truly nutritious and giving my body what it needs. So I don't need the dessert and the snacks, or if it's also putting my mind at ease. And so mm-hmm. I'm in a calmer, more conscious state when I eat. So I'm not feeling the need to overeat. Mm-hmm. Is any of that making sense or true? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, your experience, you know, is your truth. So I am so grateful for you sharing that. It means so much to me that how my food and my products have supported you. And um, it's really good to hear. And I think you touched on something when you were sharing, like, and it's so simple. and yet profound right and i think that is part of my work of getting people back to the simplicity of life where like earth-based medicine is the foundation for embodied transformation and it can be that simple It really can. You know, I think humans have complicated so much on this planet. It's as if the mind is in this default mode of like, healing has to be this huge, grandiose thing. And I have to do all of these things to heal. But in actuality, the moment that we start believing in the plants is the moment that we start giving plants more meaning to our lives. We give more life to the plants and the belief starts opening up and then it becomes magic where like, yeah, then all of a sudden I'm taking these plants in and I'm healing. And yeah, sometimes it's a challenging experience, but sometimes it's literally can be that simple, you know, just adjusting the diet, maybe adding in a few plants. For example, I've been trying to heal my allergies, had allergies since I was a little kid. And one day I just got the call to start eating bee pollen and boom, healed. That's it just bee pollen that's all I needed to do I just need to start eating bee pollen every day and I don't have allergies anymore it can really be that simple that is so So, great we don't have to you know have nose surgery or anything like that like it's It can be
0: like that. I agree with you 100% that we all make things so much more complicated than we need to. Even with like your thoughts create your reality, which I believe is true. And yet we overcomplicate that. We just think that can't possibly be true. We're already capable of creating whatever we want. Mm -hmm. But we're the ones that put the obstacles in the path of that and put that (laughs) resistance there.
1: Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, some of it does have to do with the pharmaceutical industry. There's a lot of people where there's this mental default of if it doesn't come from medical doctors or the pharmaceutical industry, then it's not going to work. Right. And I've seen that in so many people where they're just like, you're telling me that all I have to do is stop eating meat and my blood pressure is going to go down, that's crazy talk. Yeah. And that's, that is yeah. that is crazy talk for some people, unfortunately. But there's a disassociation there between the connection of ourself and Mother Earth and of Gaia and nature that has been providing our healing and medicine, you know, for, you know, just like millions of years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, you know, just that long. But to get back to what you were sharing, all of these experiences that I've had, and these teachings and just The journey of life has led me to building and growing my business now, which is called Gaia Tree. And Gaia Tree has many different branches. I offer many different services, ranging from herbal consultations. I'm also a holistic chef, a private chef, um, usually for retreats. I have a botanical product line that you were speaking of that has intentionally formulated products for either like a, I would say mostly broad spectrum action. So tinctures for restoring the nervous system, a coffee substitute that I have that you drink that you love called Awaken Your Bliss. And I formulate in a way that can, like I said, broad spectrum. So that's the intelligence of the plants is you can work with one plant and it can do multiple different things to the body. So for instance, in the nourishing multivitamin herbal blend, you know, there's nettles in there. Nettles is a superfood. It's packed with nutrients so it can remineralize the body it's also a kidney tonic it can tonify the kidneys it can tonify the body it's also an alternative it can help to cleanse the blood you know it it does all these different things And so that's what I love about the plant. So I have the botanical product line. And then I also have a three month program called Feed the Change, where clients get to work with me one on one. And that is where I see the most embodied transformation, uh, because I get to work with them on a weekly basis. Um, And I've taken people from, yeah, eating, you know, fast food all the time to learning how to meal plan and learning the grocery stores and learning how to read labels and creating a diet that works for their body and weaning them off of pharmaceutical medications. Then I also have these online sacred plant immersions that I would say is like an intro, 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 intro to a dieta. And we work with one plant for a week. There's an online community of us that come together. and um, there's actually one coming up October 2nd to 9th we're going to be working with Rose and there's a certain meal plan there's recipes, there's a grocery list we have zoom calls, special guest speaker that comes in and we all get to journey together with Rose. And I'm going to start co-facilitating retreats down at Novalis in Peru called the embodied transformation retreat. That's a 16 day retreat where people get to experience a dieta with a master plan. And we get to work with the grandmother medicine and go deeper into our transformation and evolution.
0: That's amazing. Every single thing that you do and how you work with clients, I think it's it's exciting. It's exciting to think about opening the whole plant and herb world up to more and more people Yeah, so they can find healing and purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, before you share where people can find you and learn more about this and work with you, is there any last story you want to tell? Any other success story of someone that healed with the herbs or plants? Yeah. You know,
1: I've worked with many people that have healed in many different ways. Gosh, on a physical level, just ranging from different skin ailments to kidney imbalances. I work with a lot of people that have gut imbalances. You know, the gut is the root of our vital tree. So if the gut is imbalanced over time, it can start imbalancing the other organ systems. So I work a lot with the gut. Weaning people off of pharmaceutical medications or coffee or fast food, just like toxic food, basically, even supplements. I've helped people with weight loss, moon cycle imbalances, helping the people re mineralize their body gosh yeah on emotional levels i've had clients just finding peace within past relationships releasing heavy-weighted emotional attachments in baggage healing trauma loops healing you know emotional pain and suffering in then on the mental level helping people to reform a new relationship with food with what they're putting in their body every day, with how they care for themselves, how they love themselves, confidence levels and restructuring the pathways within the brain and nervous system and pulling out weeds in the mind that come up into our consciousness and diving deep into the subconscious mind and sifting through all the things that just take up space. So, I have a lot of testimonials on my website and You know, even just on the spiritual level, like through cooking for people, inspiring people that food that we eat can be clean and can be delicious. And I share those ways in my Feed the Change program and how people can enhance their vitality enhance their well-being through creating a diet that works for their body and using plants to bring balance and harmony ease and order within ourself and also enhancing the evolution of our soul so I've had a lot of people that have come to retreats with a lot of gut issues and imbalances. And, you know, by the end of the retreat, they're not feeling any gas. They're not feeling bloated. The constipation is gone. The pain is gone just from shifting the diet and drinking herbs. So it can't yeah. be that simple. It really can.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. I've experienced it. So what was the biggest lesson you learned throughout that process, the biggest obstacle and the biggest kindness shown to you?
1: The biggest lesson. There's so many. (laughs) I think what's coming up for me right now is the lesson in all of this is getting to know myself more, getting to know who I am and who I am not. And through that, learning not to abandon myself, not to abandon my truth, to stand firm into who I am amidst chaos or disorder and meditate through. All of the challenges that life gives me as a a medicine that I
0: can work with. That sounds like the biggest lesson anyone could learn.
1: The biggest obstacle has been learning how to build a life on this physical 3D level that is in alignment with the lifestyle that I want to live. And then, like, how do I take all these visions and all of these dreams and pull them down from the universe and plant them into this 3D world? and start watering them so they can grow so my business guy tree has been that for me pulling all these visions and dreams down and putting it into this container for others to feed off of the fruits of my offerings and yeah it's an it's definitely an ongoing uh, process of watering all this and this
0: garden that i'm growing that's really nice and then the biggest kindness that was shown to you as you were growing and healing and evolving? Yeah,
1: I would say non-judgment and just like unconditional love, unconditional support. I've had many moments with um, you know my friends and my soul family and even just random strangers where... In the midst of whatever I'm going through, whether I'm just in my fullest joy or my the deepest depths of my healing, I've had people just come in and step up and just like offer that unconditional love, which means there's no conditions to the love. There's no conditions of like, well, if you do this for me, then I'll show you love. Or if you're this certain way, then I'll show you love you know, or if you act like this, then I'll show you love in that I see that as conditional love. But I've been in those spaces where I've just been, you know, maybe even like a complete mess just in whatever, maybe trauma loop or whatever I'm going through. And, And there are people in my life that are just like, I love you for who you are right here and right now. And I love what's real for you and what's going on for you right here and now and that's okay. I'm still going to love you through that. And that has been a profound gift for me. And I only hope to share that gift with others.
0: Yeah. I like that living in the here and now and loving others in the here and now, not waiting for the future to change, you know, or the person to change. Mm -hmm. Yeah, -hmm. that is a gift. So where can people find you? So I have a
1: website and the website is ww.thisis T-H-I-S-I-S-G-A-I-A-T-R-E-E And all of my services and offerings are on there. I shop and connect with me. I also have an Instagram that
0: is also this is Gaia Tree. All right, and I'll post it in the show notes as well. So thank you for spending all this time really diving deep into the world of plants and herbs and a lot of other things as well, just healing in general and being authentic and tuned in to your purpose and to that power that's greater than ourselves.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, Marla, for having me. It's such a blessing and an honor. And I'm just so grateful to have these conversations. I think it's important.
0: Be sure and follow Open-Minded Healing so you'll get every new episode as soon as it's released each Tuesday. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.